Also, I don't fuck with geese. I don't fuck with geese. And you That's shouldn't. a bad, bad animal. I don't like those. You absolutely shouldn't. Geese are the proletariat. Duck are the... Wait, no. Geese no. are the bourgeoisie. Ducks yeah. are the proletariat. Rise up, ducks, and take your throne back. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. I'm Michaela Oakland. And we are happy to welcome you to our car for our little late night drive today. Today we have a chatty, goofy, silly episode. Voicemails from our besties. Thank you so much, passenger princesses. We're very grateful for all of your... mm, What is it called when someone helps you out? Contributions. Contributions to our show. Thank you so much. Um, honestly, there have been a lot of little thoughts bopping around in my head this week. Um, Mm -hmm. I start out, it's Coachella. Would love to give a little shout out to Blackpink for doing an amazing job (laughs) of their show. Did you see that video of, I think it's Lauren Gray. She Mm. was like, by the way, I want you all to know the truth. Like a lot of influencers go to Coachella and just take pictures in the desert and don't actually go to the shows. (gasps) And I was just like, okay. <laughs> Is that true? Does that bother you? Do you have a feeling about that? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'm just like, well, that's so terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I think what she's getting at is like a lot of people would love to go to Coachella and see their favorite artists, but they can't afford it. And the people who get tickets aren't even going to the shows. But I think she's saying they don't even get tickets to Coachella. Like they don't go to Coachella. They just oh, go they to just the desert go to and the take desert? pictures. Yeah, that's they don't have really wristbands or anything. stupid. I mean, it is also like, okay, you know, maybe people aren't having as much fun as they make it seem like on social media. You know, there's a point there. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but I but I also just like just don't care that much if influencers aren't actually going to Coachella. No, I mean, I get it. You want to buy a little outfit, go take pictures in the desert. I kind of respect the hustle of it all, you know? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to do. It's a lot to be doing. But Also, like, honestly, you could not pay me enough to go to Coachella at all I would only go for one day maybe I wouldn't do a whole weekend and only if it was all sorted out for me and like maybe if I had artist pass or something like that it's too much the thing is like I'm very I I've never been in a desert you would not do well in a desert no I can't imagine that I would I really (laughs) cannot see that going well for me personally you didn't do well at the Getty Villa I don't think you'd do well in a (laughs) desert. (laughs) LA was too dry for me. Too much sun. I'm like a, I'm a house plant. I need water. I really, and also like, and I say this all the time, my ancestors were not in the desert. Well, the Jews were way, way back in the day, but that's like generations ago. Weren't that, wasn't there something about getting milk and honey, bread and honey? That's the Jews in the desert. That's the Passover story. Good job. Do it. But other than that, my ancestors are all from Eastern Europe, okay? They were kneeling in potato fields, you Mm. know? They love mist and chill, you know? They are not out here, like... Well, summer in New York is hot, so hot, so hot. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, it's the worst thing. Speaking of that, you wrote down couch to 5K. Oh, my God. You know about this? No. Is that a challenge situation? So it's this thing where they posit that they can get you running 
a 5k from your cat like not from your okay like if you're a couch potato like me mm-hmm. they can get you doing a 5k eventually with their program it's called couch to 5k and it's like incremental running and stuff because like i just have been feeling like mm, <laughs> never in my <laughs> life have i been able to run ever even when i was like a little kid i walked the mile like i mm. was never a runner and i was like you know like I'm only getting older, baby, and I want to see if I could run. I'm not going to run a 5K, but I just want to see if I can run for more than like two minutes without dying, which currently I can't. And today I went on my nice long walk and I did a little bit of the couch to 5K. How you feeling? It, I, I, I was doing intervals. I'm not joking of um, one minute walking, 30 seconds of running. And then back to one minute of walking, I I almost amazing. passed out. And that's I amazing. Did, it was the worst thing mm. that I've ever. I could not believe I was putting myself through it. Like I see, I would just rather get a treadmill and just in the comfort of my own home, just walk along my little treadmill. I would do that, but yeah, I don't have any space for it. Maybe in my new palatial estate that I'm getting right. with Julia, then right, we'll right, get a right, treadmill. Right, right. We'll have a workout room, you know, and. Yeah, I would love to have a workout room. Wouldn't that be sick? I would love to just like have a good routine of not working out hard, but just consistently <laughs> yeah. just doing some good stuff. We were talking about how you weren't a um a sports girly growing up either. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> not even a little bit. And my mom never, like my parents never even pushed me. It's like, well, first of all, I always got what I wanted when I was a kid. Like I very much, mm. not to say I was spoiled, but like I ran the show a little bit. You were like, extremely cute. I will say I've seen the photos and that makes sense to me. <laughs> I wasn't. I had an indomitable steel will. Like I was mm. not going to do something if I didn't want to. But if I did, I was going to do it. And I was like, I'm absolutely fucking not joining the a soccer team what do you what is this what do you think this is me at seven um and you know all the other girlies did but no i i have no hand-eye coordination i'm scared of the ball like i couldn't do it i can't run i'm not athletic never was but you didn't you have to do dance because you've always yeah, done musical but that's theater different but did you take like dance classes yeah i wasn't a very good dancer either but that's hard that's hard that's hard work i would say that's hard athletic work that's so true in my opinion, in my mm. humble opinion, <laughs> I went to um, Catalina Island yesterday, and I think I walked like ten miles or something. That, that's my, huge I for you. Checked my little, yeah. It was rough. I'm honestly feeling it. It was very fun though. I didn't know that there were islands like that just right off the coast of California mm-hmm. that look like Italy. Mm-hmm. And you know, don't come for me for saying that. I know what Italy <laughs> looks like, and it's not as nice as Italy. I get it, but it looks like kind of Italy and Hawaii. I will say <laughs> it's really beautiful. No, I said it looks like Moana. Yeah, and it did, and it was yeah. lovely. And I drove a little golf cart around, got maybe too much sunlight. Saw I've that. been very good about applying sunscreen lately. I was putting that stuff back on every hour. Good, and you should. I've never been good about that in my whole life. It's very good for you. If you can, if you can hear like a gruff in my voice, my voice is a little bit gruffy today. That's why. <laughs> you don't think so, Ellie? I don't hear it at all. Actually, I think you sound delightful. Oh, thank you so much. I sound so fertile and girly. Uh, fertile, yeah. Definitely <laughs> fertile. I Well, I love my vacationing sunscreen, and they make a, a little perfume, like a perfume mm. sort of thing that smells like the sunscreen does. It's the best thing I've ever smelled in my life. <laughs> I love That's the smell of that. That's my favorite smell. Sunscreen. Like yeah, sunscreen yeah. smell? Mm-hmm. You, should, you should get her that perfume. It's not that expensive, and it's it's cute. 
Send me the details. I will be getting that from my mom. It is almost Mother's Day, actually. Everybody out there. It is almost Mother's Day. Be thinking about that. And we are your mothers. Oh, yeah. Get us something. (laughs) (laughs) We should do a Mother's Day discount for our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that's a great idea. Can we do discounts? I think so. We just lower the... The price is for like a week or something. Yeah, join our Patreon, by the way. New episode came out for our bonus episodes last week. And mm-hmm. we talked about Humpty Dumpty and the likes. <laughs> yeah, and I gave a really, really important um, and poignant, I would say, review mm. of Cocaine Bear. That was so good. I need to see Cocaine Bear based on what you said. You really sold that I, shit to I'm, me. I, maybe I should be a movie critic. You could. You could sell me anything, probably. I'm bad at that. If someone tells me to sell a movie to them or like describe it, I'm going to make it sound like the most boring thing you've ever heard of. I'm so bad at selling a movie. (laughs) (laughs) What a a, like small thing to not be good at. Like sometimes people will be asking me if I like to show and then I'll be like, yeah, it's about a girl and she's lonely and then she's not lonely later because a lot of stuff happens. (laughs) And they're like, okay. Maybe that's why I've never watched or never watched one of your K dramas because when you describe them, I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> I don't want to watch I, that. And I know that you would love them. That's the thing. Like, I'll watch mm-hmm. a show, and I will know in my heart Ellie would love this, but <laughs> I won't be able to get her to watch it. So, what can I do? What can I? You say? are good at describing webtoons. I know that there's a cold Duke, and he's physically cold, <gasps> but also emotionally cold. Cold Duke of the North. <laughs> There's always a cold Duke of the North, yeah. yeah. And generally, he's the male lead. And then there's like a blonde um, king or prince who's mm-hmm, the second mm-hmm. male lead who right. never gets the girl. If he's got blonde hair, he's doubtful over for him. Get the girl. Yeah. Speaking of games, though, and this isn't true because we weren't speaking of games, but <laughs> you scared me today with Stardew Valley. <laughs> I was so worried about you. Well, you should be worried about me. Do you know how hard it is to get that ostrich egg and then I cooked it on accident? Oh, my God. Because I put it in storage. I put it in my refrigerator because I was making Mm. the ostrich incubator so I could hatch the ostrich egg. And I went to cook something else and I was like, oh, I'm just making a little omelet. And I didn't realize (laughs) that the fucking egg they were going to use was the ostrich egg in the Mm. fridge. Oh, anyway. No, that does sound hard. It is. Actually, it is. Maybe I should start Stardew Valley. You would really like it. I've bought it on my Nintendo. I am scared, though, because I get really obsessed with things. I get so addicted. Like the, yeah. the last Pokemon and Minecraft. Oh, I didn't hear for you Animal for days. Crossing. <laughs> you, yeah, it was hard to get a hold of me. I was like in a bunker. <laughs> but the thing about Stardew Valley is I am really obsessed with it. And when I first started playing it, I truly played it like eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. It was like actually, it was a problem. So I get that, but it's really fun, and then we could talk about it. I think what I need to do is find a time where it's not going to ruin my life to spend eight hours a day playing a game. And right now might be that time. I maybe could do that for a little bit. You know, have a, a fun, goofy time. Do you want to talk about the gynecologist? <laughs> I will I talk about so the gynecologist. It's so not the vibe that we're on right now. No, that's okay. And that's the thing about us. We are versatile. (laughs) I can talk about trauma. Okay, so I went to the gynecologist, as one does, Mm -hmm. um, for my yearly pap smear. Now, I've had, you know, a lot of pap... Whatever, you start getting them when you're like 21, your pap smears? I think so, yeah. I don't think I got one until I was 21. I 
had a handful of pap pap smears in my life. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I don't know what happened. I'm getting this like the pelvic exam, the pap smear. I was literally on the verge of like I wanted to cry. It just Mm -hmm. felt horrible like not like well it was obviously like a little painful because it's uncomfortable it's horrible the speculum is a torture device that was invented by evil evil people but like it was it just felt really like violating yeah because there was a feeling of like technically i could say stop but like i have to get a pap smear so i also can't really say no to this i just have to kind of like sit here and endure it yeah and that is a little traumatizing actually i know and then one of your texts that you sent me that i just can't forget is when you said they should invent a body that doesn't keep the score <laughs> but i never I, had that experience that i was like i'm gonna literally cry right now yeah i wanted to talk about it because i i feel like a lot of listeners would relate to this just because i have also cried at the gynecologist and didn't know if that was normal or if like maybe this is something a lot of people feel um so i felt validated when you said that because i don't know it it really is violating and like you said you can't really say no to someone going into your body and it's not someone you know and it's probably not someone you have an established relationship with no it was horrible and she just like i don't know it wasn't like it was any really any different than any other pap smear i've had it's just like Mm -hmm. she like just kept going even though i was like ow 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 you know like yeah and it's and just, maybe like time in your life as well plays a factor into it <laughs> i'm having a really weird year yeah there are certain years where those types of things have definitely caused me to be much more emotional than other years in my life well i'm like having this horrible year where i'm mm-hmm. like constantly um what, what did my fucking therapist call it she was like you're having like living flashbacks like <laughs> you're yeah. having like um I don't know. It's something with... Anyways, like, it's basically been, like, me partly being here and then half of me is constantly reliving being, like, 19 and how (laughs) traumatic that was. Yeah. So, like, this, I think, was just bad timing. Mm, I should have... Should have... Should have... Should have not... I don't know. But how could you have known? How could you have known? I don't know. Now you probably will, the next time you go, like, ooh, having a bad week, probably shouldn't go get a pap smear. Oh, you've got a big bruise. Big fucking bruise. And also, like, it's scary. Like, the gynecologist is scary and it doesn't need to be. And, like, if you're, like, a, a woman who's a gynecologist like why would you not like you've had a pap smear theoretically Mm -hmm. like you've been to the gynecologist you know it's a horrifying terrifying like awful experience like why would you not do everything in your power to make it more comfortable like i just i don't understand it like i i just and also like now i'm scared like not to go back i'm well i'm scared to go back i'm terrified that they're gonna call me and be like you have contracted every STD at the same time, which like they're not going to, but they could. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. it's scary and they didn't There's make a lot it of better. Layers. And I just was yeah. sitting there like tr- trying not to fucking burst into tears. It was horrible. Well, they need to change that instrument. That's number one. Get a better instrument besides the metal claw. Well, they make plastic ones that are a lot more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Why don't they all use those things? I don't think I've ever experienced the plastic one. I've never been blessed with a place that did that for me. It's always been the metal claw. Yeah, I had a really great gynecologist office for a while. And then 
they closed and I had to just find a new one. And I've had two new ones in the last two years. And I, I, I don't like them. I miss Dr. McBride. She was really nice. And it was a non-painful pap smear. Yeah. Well, if you out there relate to this, please let us know because I'm very curious about this one. I mean, Ellie and I have a lot in common, but I feel like the odds of only us feeling this way at the gynecologist are not low. I'll say it's low. <laughs> yeah, I'll say they're low too. And when we were talking about that, we also wanted to talk a little bit about like why it can be hard to say no, like in, in romantic settings, but I guess yeah. also at the gynecologist or at other like... <laughs> Certainly like you the technically could have been like stop, stop for a stop for a second this hurts a lot i need a moment you know but, but i just could i also couldn't mm. what's well, i put this on our topic sheet a while ago because mm-hmm. i went on this date i was having a mental breakdown about this date and i i literally don't know why like it was just hitting me really weird that this person wanted me to come over and i was like mm-hmm. There was not, he's like a really nice person. There would never be like a, a feeling like he would pressure me, a feeling like Mm -hmm. there would ever be anything that happened that I did not fully want to happen or like, this is like a safe person, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm like literally like shitting my pants all day being like, what if I don't want to? Like I'm going to his apartment. He's going to expect to have sex with me. What if I don't want to? How do I say no? What do I say to him if I don't want to? What if Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I want to? And these are things where it's like, I am, okay, I'm 26 years old. (laughs) At this point in my life, I actually have figured out how to say no and have done it successfully for several years. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I do know why it's coming back up, but like just the feeling of, of projecting this fear of that person um, being unkind to you or making you feel bad or punishing you in right. some way because you don't want to. Um, I feel like there's also just a lot of yeses that are maybe a 60% yes in actuality. You know, like it, it. you say yes and you kind of mean yes, but in hindsight, you're maybe like, I wasn't fully there yet and sometimes it's just harder in the moment when you're on the fence to go to the no side of the fence yeah you sometimes know what it's I mean. like maybe i'll i'll change you know maybe i'll be convinced or maybe it'll feel more like a yes as i'm like getting into it or something like that i actually will never forget i read this this is gonna date me but this total strap move <laughs> total sorority <laughs> move <laughs> article that somebody wrote and then it got like taken down because it got so much backlash but one of the writers wrote this thing about like we have to talk about this like blurred consent thing and she was talking about that feeling of i said yes but it Mm -hmm. still didn't feel good you know i said yes but it still doesn't feel like that was consensual you know yeah why did that get so much backlash just because they thought she was gonna go try to ruin someone's life (laughs) yeah like you're the girl who cried that wasn't what it was which by the way like that was so stuck in my head when i experienced that because i was like well i don't want to i don't want to be that you know Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, why can't she just talk about her feelings? Why can't we just talk about our feelings? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't consider someone else to be the bad guy if I did say yes, and only in my own no. heart and soul, I knew that I wasn't totally ready. And I don't think she was saying that either. She wasn't, but no. Guys she are just, so afraid of like being, wrong, being, being accused. accused at any moment that it like, just becomes know, like, that. Stop being fucking weird. But it's, it's really... It's I think that it's a conversation that should be had more often because mm-hmm. you would be surprised how many people, obviously not just women, but how many people like don't realize that what happened to them mm-hmm. um, is assault or was non-consensual. You could literally mm-hmm. ha- tell someone to, and then this happened to me that somebody said it to my face. Literally was like, hey, that sounds like sexual assault. And I said, no, it wasn't. <laughs> that didn't mm-hmm. happen to me. And it, but it did, you know? And, and I think that's because when you have situations, sometimes you, it, it's hard to know. It's like, well, I was really drunk mm-hmm. and I don't know, you know, does that count? Yeah. Well, and then you feel really bad about yourself after a sexual encounter and then you feel bad for almost being mad at them or you like yeah. feel worse about yourself because you're feeling bad about it instead of just being like, woo, yay, I had sex. I should feel so good about this. I should be fine with it. And it's just like this cycle of guilt and shame within your own self and you blame yourself and then you feel like no one else would be on your side either. You don't talk about it because you don't want to be like shamed. You don't talk about it because you don't want to be called dramatic. You mm-hmm. don't talk about it because you don't think what happened to you was real. And I'm I'm not obviously like not every situation like this is assault or, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're just uncomfortable and you're not happy about the way something went and you're allowed to feel that way, you know? Right. And sometimes this is just about kissing. Like sometimes you yeah. just aren't even ready to kiss them yet. But I mean, I had a situation where, well, you know me, I'm on my chastity vibe and I had gone out with a guy like four times or something. We weren't even on third base. And um, he asked if we could go to the next I don't know, levels. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, no. And then I felt a little bit bad. So I was like, maybe next time. And he was like, no, don't worry about it. We don't even have to go like this far next time. Like we can go backwards. We can always go backwards. And I was like, exactly. That's how everyone should feel about it. But it's so hard because I do feel like once a base has been reached, I can't go back and steal the base. Like, no, that's a whole nother thing. It's like, oh, so that's where we're reaching every time we hang out now. We can't go backwards. Every time I'm with you, even if I don't really feel like it like I'm expected to be giving a blowjob you know because I did it one time Mm. and it's just like what if I just want to hold hands and sit on the couch and that's fine like you can do that I just the little like mean voice in my head is like he's gonna be mad at you mad at me who cares what (laughs) if he's mad at me I'll punch him in the fucking throat like what do you mean Right, and you know that when you put it into words, but it's still it's still difficult. It's I so mean, we were, deeply ingrained. We were talking about how it still feels like even though there's been so much progress in women like having equal say in relationships, it still feels like men decide when it becomes serious or exclusive. Mm-hmm. Like there have been very few relationships I know of mine or like my friends where it wasn't when the man said, okay, I want it to be like... Girlfriend, boyfriend now. Girlfriend, boyfriend. 
<laughs> and I don't know why that is. I don't really have any thoughts about it. I just, I think there's like an assumption that well, men don't want to settle down. So you're trapping him or something. But I also feel like a big, a big part of it is you need to be just as ready to leave and walk away if you don't get what you want from the relationship as they are ready to not commit. Like you need to be just <laughs> as ready to drop it at any moment. And then you will have just as much control over it. I mean, listen, you all know because you were all fucking here. Um, but like the... <laughs> One of the hardest things I've had to do with regards to relationships is knowing that when somebody's telling me that they're not going to commit, I have to mm-hmm. leave. I have to walk away even though I don't want to. Like, it was horrible. It was awful. I cried about it for like three months. I threw up on the street several times. Mm-hmm. But it was the, the right decision because if somebody is actually saying to you, well, I want to just string you along, <laughs> yeah. you can't give them that power. You have to say, no, fuck you. I know what I deserve and that's not what I want. So I'm going to walk away. Right. Like you aren't giving me what I want. Why would I stay with you? On the hopes that one day you do like. Like why? No. Why would I care? Because <laughs> I don't want to beg somebody to want me. I want somebody who is literally like I would. I would climb Mount Everest for the opportunity to be your boyfriend. Like, that's that's what right, I want. Because you're putting in all the effort to, like, be what he he wants this to be and, like, doing what he wants to get out of being with a woman. He needs to be doing just as much to be living up to your ideas of why you're going out with him in the first place. There's no reason for him to not be jumping through all the same hurdles and, like, being like, okay, this is what I need to do to be with Ellie so I'm going to do those things. And relationships, like, oh, they have to be additive. Mm-hmm. I think, like, there's a lot of, okay, there's so much rhetoric that tells women in particular, like, you're going to die alone. And look at her. She's 35 and she's not married. And, oh, she never had children. That's so sad. And, like, all these things <laughs> where it's like, you're literally going to be lonely. Well, you know what? A lot of women end up in marriages where they're lonely anyway. They're you know? lonelier. You're lonelier in a marriage with someone who isn't good to you than you are by yourself. Much lonelier. They've done a lot of studies on that. And there was actually a post I saw today about how <laughs> married women, like someone with a spouse and kids, has oh, yeah. less free time than a single mother because you're taking care of two people instead of one. Oh, yeah. You have another <laughs> child. Well, that's why. Okay. We could talk about popcorn mom. Oh my god, yeah, wait. Okay, you guys, it's time for the roadside attraction. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> we actually had two competing roadside attractions today, but I do believe the pregnant popcorn mom has won. But so basically, there's this guy, I think he's a baseball player. It's he impossible tweeted, to say. <laughs> he tweeted about his wife um, saying, the flight attendant at United just made my 22-year-old, or Sorry. The flight attendant at United just made my 22-week pregnant wife traveling with a five-year-old and two-year-old get on her hands and knees to pick up the popcorn mess by my youngest daughter. Are you kidding me? And of course, this got backlash as it deserves because he just worded it in the stupidest way possible. A fucking okay. So, like when I first read this tweet, I was Mm -hmm. like, because it's a picture of like the children and the popcorn on the floor. It looked yeah. like he was taking it from the side, like he was there. And I was like, Yeah, you made your 22 week pr- 
pregnant wife do that instead of doing it for her? What the fuck is wrong with you? Men are so fucking useless. See, this is what I mean. Even when mm-hmm. you have a partner, you know, you, you're still on your own, like blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, it turns out yeah. he like was not there. Like she took that and picture. It, and He also kind of made it seem like they were asking the attendant to pick it up and like she had to pick it up herself. So her sister posted clarification and what actually happened. My sister just texted me from her flight on United. As you know, she's five months pregnant, high risk, and also traveling alone with her two small children. Blair accidentally spilled some popcorn on the aisle and the flight attendant came up with a trash bag and a wet wipe telling her the captain wants her to clean up every drop. My poor sister is on her hands and knees crying in the aisle, completely humiliated and exhausted and with her children. And that's like such a different version of the story. Like it's technically the same story, but But it's it's obviously not not the same. And I was like, damn, she's like catching strays for the way her husband worded this. But this was actually a horrible situation. Well, because the husband was wording it like, um... (laughs) at United, why did you not pick up after my children? You know, right. like he worded it in like that kind of way when really it was like, oh, there was a bad, this was bad, this was bad, this was unkind. Yeah. Although I will say if yeah. you're a passenger on that plane, why don't you help that poor woman? If it was me, I I'd be like, sit your ass down. <laughs> I'll clean the fucking popcorn. <laughs> yeah, like it actually was that they made her get up and clean while he made it seem like the help wasn't doing their job <laughs> yes! and coming over to clean up the popcorn. I was like, they're not servants. <laughs> but now everyone under his tweet is like, promote that flight attendant. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or somebody DM'd me and was like, the man wasn't even there and that five-year-old should have picked it up. <laughs> what? <laughs> See, that's the thing about our roadside attraction each week is it's always something that people have weirdly strong opinions about. Like the discourse has just gotten so muddled now that people are grasping at things that aren't that big of a deal. Because people are like, "Um, yeah, of course you should clean up after your fucking children. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's a point. But also this is a very pregnant woman and it was just some popcorn, you know? Yeah, clean up every drop. Oh my God, that's so mean. I don't know, people might have different opinions on this. I think that they were wrong to treat pregnant popcorn lady that way. Because people spill stuff on planes all the time and they don't tell them to get up and go pick it up on their hands and knees, especially largely pregnant. And I'm sure they knew she was pregnant. She probably was like, I'm pregnant, that's dangerous. And I don't know, that's just my opinion. It's dangerous to even be on an airplane when you're pregnant (laughs) after a certain point. Like I uh, was three months from giving birth Wait, that's yeah. not the math. Four months from giving birth, but still, like, I just, oh, I, 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 everyone in this, you know, those am I the asshole things where it turns out to be, am I the asshole? And then it's like, everyone's the asshole. <laughs> like, yeah. It's kind of no, a bad situation like all around because, like, yeah, like, I don't the know. The five year old is the asshole. Actually. The five year old for not cleaning up its mess. And then the husband for, really making his wife problems seem so bad the way he worded it he he fucked that up but but once and i stand by what i said i tweeted about it and i said men are so useless and then people were like you were not even there and i was like (laughs) okay sorry jesus christ but honestly my point stands because that tweet did not help anybody that just made it worse (laughs) no he made her look so annoying and now there's so many people out there who think that way about her probably i love jesse james tucker by the way she's got this song lights down low great song I don't know her, but I trust <laughs> everything you say. Um, there was you. a different... Remember our Ranch Girl Roadside attraction? People really disagreed with us on that I don't one. I know. <laughs> That's crazy. Are we, are we the asshole? Like, are we crazy? Because, okay, 
If you heard this, ranch girl, she left to get ranch. And I guess what people were disagreeing about is like she actually left the restaurant and maybe how long it took with him waiting there. <laughs> However, I was just imagining it because she said it was really Popping close across by. the street or something. Not longer than any bathroom break. So true. How long could it possibly know. take to buy some ranch? I don't know. I stand with ranch girl. I, I stand by I ranch really girl do. despite the haters. <laughs> yeah. And like if ranch girl has... One fan, that's me. If Ranch Girl has a hundred fans, I'm one of them. If Ranch Girl has no fans, I'm dead. <laughs> and I mean thank you that. for standing by her because someone has to. <laughs> and they do. And they do. Should we get into the voicemails? Yeah, let's get into the voicemails. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for, gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel... Like, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where... There's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit betterhelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LND. There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. 
After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com Ellie. That's storyworth.com Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. Beep boop ba busy beep boop boop ba 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 da ba 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 that was really good. I still think we need to get somebody, like a musician-y person, to score. Well, thank mm. you for coming. <laughs> Linda Drive. <laughs> like, that could be so good, I think. I'm imagining it in my head. Maybe it can be, um, like, a Patreon goal when we get to a certain amount of subscribers. Ooh. We'll invest in a whole jingle. A whole theme song, a jingle. <laughs> for it. Or we'll try ourselves. Who knows? We do have some friends who maybe could help. So I love voicemails because I feel like they're such a great way to connect <laughs> with the girlies, with the passenger princesses. Mm. And this was no exception. Thank you so much to everybody who sent one in. We love listening to them. Mm-hmm. I'm always surprised by how or I'm always so touched by how vulnerable people are in the voicemails mm-hmm. about honestly, sometimes the hardest times of their life, like really yeah. some rough patches. There was also one, though, that <laughs> I did love. And <laughs> A part of why I love it is because this man left us three voicemails saying like the same thing, like the same thing each time. Uh-huh. And should we should we just play it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Michaela. Hey, Ellie. Every single time that my girlfriend comes to sleep over, she can't sleep and she ends up crying because uh, she thinks my house is haunted. And granted, my house is haunted. However, I don't really know what to do. I'll hang up. All right. Thanks. So he sent a a variation on this three different times. I don't know if he didn't think it sent. Also, why not give us more details about (laughs) why you think your house is haunted or like how it for sure definitely is haunted? I'd like to know the details. There's a mystery afoot for sure. So he said something in the first voicemail like he's she's from Los Angeles and he's from like Massachusetts or something or New Jersey which like I mm-hmm. understand being freaked out being in New Jersey but um, it, yeah I don't know why we would be the natural call um, yeah he was like ooh they're accepting voicemails maybe I'll finally get to the bottom of why my girlfriend doesn't like my haunted house <laughs> why do you think she doesn't like your haunted house I wouldn't like a haunted I lo- house I would love to see his search history like how girlfriend not scared of my ghost <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, my hat man Googles. I was like, hat man, nice. Hat man, why he wear hat? (laughs) And for the record, Ellie and I have both seen the hat man, just so you know. We have seen him. Um, He's real. So he is real. Yeah, I would love it if he would send us some follow us voicemails, just given like the incidents that have occurred. I would like to know maybe some written testimony from the girlfriend. I would love if the girlfriend would leave us a voicemail. I would love if she would call in yeah, and tell us about the haunting. Uh, do you believe in ghosts? Um, I believe in 
people maybe lingering on Earth for a bit after they've passed for however long they want to, or maybe coming back down to visit. But I don't know if I believe in ghosts in the commercial version that they've told us about ghosts. Oh, you think <laughs> ghosts are too commercialized these days? <laughs> They're trying to shove these translucent ghosts down our throats Big in the ghost movies. ghost is really trying to... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not like super pro or anti-ghost because I've never had a ghost experience. However, the day after Matt died, a bird did fly up to me in my home and that has never happened before in my life. So I think like they come to us in signs and stuff. And then maybe if there's been like a bad, like a bad grudge being held, a ghost will linger around your home in New Unfinished Jersey. Unfinished business, you know. Mm -hmm. Have you seen ghosts? First of all, yes, but that's, okay. I'm, I'll talk about it in a second, but oh. <laughs> there was this whole stand-up bit that I was going to do the last time I was going to do stand-up, which was just like you, the United States, like, we just don't really have prestige ghosts, you know, like the mm. ghosts in Europe, like have been in those houses for a thousand years. Mm. We have at most 200 year ghosts, you know, right. like we really, ghost. and they're really just not that impressive, you know, like I, I'm not. That. They don't have the catalog. Um, they don't have the depth. They don't have no, the breadth. No, like they just really don't have what you are looking for when you when you're thinking of ghosts. Um, like I'm not scared of like a guy haunting a Taco Bell. You know, like I'm just right. not. You know, like I'm not scared of a ghost in a red T-shirt, which is what happened to me. So I was. Um, okay, so this was a couple of years ago. First of all. I believe in ghosts because... Why didn't you tell me about it? I did Wait, tell you about this. You told me about For this? For sure I told you about this. I told everyone about it. I was really freaked out. Um, oh, selective memory loss. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I believe in ghosts because I'm not arrogant enough to assume I understand everything about the universe just because I have or have not seen it. Real. Real. So I was in the recording in like the podcast studio at the first Barstool offices. Mm -hmm. And I was in there alone. And I like had my phone like this and I was like taking a selfie, you know, because, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> duh. <laughs> and in the picture behind me, like in my phone, like there was a, a guy like popped up in like a red shirt. I thought someone had come in. So I freaked out and I turned around and no one was there. And when oh I looked God. back, there was nobody in the, the thing. I was so fucking scared. <laughs> wow. But it didn't say anything and it didn't like it was really just that quick. No, I think he was like, what do I look like? You know, like <laughs> he, he like wanted to take a selfie too. I And I get that, you know. I mean, ghosts would definitely have a sense of humor because how could they not? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, but we are going to do the ghost tour when we're in Colonial to. Williamsburg. I was just thinking about that. My favorite thing in and Rome DC. was doing... My favorite thing in Rome was doing this ghost tour at night and they would like point to different streets that have these long tales of ghosts and why something happens there, why you can hear a bell sound or like obviously there were the public beheadings so they'd be like, this was the executioner's house and it was so much fun. It was really like a joy and a delight. We should do the haunted catacombs tour in New York. There's like catacombs we'll under the city. Do that. that sounds really cool and fun. As far, for, as, far as actual advice for this guy... <laughs> Um, yeah, what do you got? I feel like, number one, empathize with her because mm -hmm. your house is haunted and she's coming to a haunted house. Mm -hmm. So, you know, have a little bit of <laughs> compassion for that. And I'm sure you you probably do since you've left us three voicemails about it. You seem but, very worried, yeah. But, you know, hold her hand. Make sure she knows that she's safe with you. You know, do some push-ups for her. Show mm -hmm. her that you're ready to take on the ghost. Totally. Uh, 
Um, maybe put on some nice, fun TV shows before bed. Nothing scary. <sighs> maybe Warm some milk. nice ghost <laughs> propaganda like Casper. Right. Tell her that ghosts are actually a good thing. Maybe shift her outlook on the ghosts. Although there is another <laughs> angle that we're not considering. Right. What's what's that? He's actually been dead the whole time. He's the Ooh. ghost. His girlfriend is really freaked out every time she talks to him in the house because he's a ghost. And she can't see him. Yeah. Or Ooh. she can. And she's like, but he's dead. And he's been dead for 30 years or something. Wow, that was really deep. Thank you so much for You're sharing welcome. that with us. Should we do the next voicemail? <laughs> we should. Hey, guys. Um, long time listener, not a first time caller. Um, so I have really bad ADHD. I <laughs> love that. And one of my things that I struggle with currently is, oh shit, I burned myself, is um, eating while I'm on my medication. So I've tried like little hacks, like obviously eating before taking ADHD meds. I just like need some advice on how to basically eat. Like I can't do meal prepping because, you know, I will hyper fixate on a food and then I will like Queen. I, know. I had that exact experience when I was on my ADHD medication and it is one of the reasons I went off of it to be quite honest with you because if food doesn't taste good I have no joy in my life and that's so um, fair but first of all it's okay to hyper fixate on a food and then get sick of it and hyper fixate on another one I wouldn't mm-hmm. let the fear of striking out of a hyperfixation stop you from playing the hyperfixation as long as you can <laughs> one thing about me if i'm into like a salmon bowl and i'm gonna eat that every day is that bad no it might stop but that's okay because you've you've been eating and that's good mm. exactly I, I have a hard time with um getting myself to like literally I would eat like I love food but at the same time I would eat three gray shakes every day if I just didn't have to come up with things to eat you know like it just yeah. feels so hard for me but something I have discovered a hack if you will Ooh. <laughs> are toasts oh there's no real rules about what you can and can't put on a toast you go to bread that you like put some kind of spready thing put some kind of vegetable on top of it mm-hmm. done avocado toast Tuna on toast, um, mm-hmm. peanut butter on toast, cream cheese even on toast with little cucumbers. Like there mm. are so many toasts you can make. Look it up. There's a billion toasts out there. Whatever topping and spread you like, whatever crunchy thing, fruit, vegetable, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, any, honestly, I, any kind of like salad spread kind of thing. Yeah. 10 out of 10. I really, I really love this salmon pesto toast and all you need mm. is like toast and then a smoked salmon and like capers and a pesto situation. That's very easy. It's just as easy as a sandwich. Um, yes. I would also say rotisserie chicken and having a rice maker. Those two things have made me make sure I always have things I can mix together. Do an egg, some rice and rotisserie chicken. Look at how fooded I am. Wow, that's like very filling. Good protein. You know? I know. Yeah. And like also, yeah, there 
rotisserie chicken is a really good tip. I would say like any way you can make it easy for yourself, like don't fall into a trap of shame of like, I should be making this from scratch or like it's yeah. like, go buy a fucking rotisserie chicken, go to the chopped up vegetable section at the grocery yeah. store, buy those goddamn chopped up vegetables. If you want to buy cooked veg, like you do what you need mm-hmm. to do to eat like this is like hashtag no free ads but they did sort of pay me but like the company that i was working with um cook unity they just like send you fresh meal like they send you full meals just chef cooked meals every week you put it you yeah. can put them in the freezer or the fridge you can make them in the oven you can make them in the microwave like just as long as you have something that you can just eat even if it's something like a fucking grilled cheese which takes 10 seconds or even less than that a toasted cheese which just does not mm. taste the same, but it's a, it's something. It's protein. It's cheese. It's bread. Like, just whatever you can think of that's easy and simple and doesn't overcomplicate it for yourself. Like whatever feels right. And what time. you said reminded me of dare I say Trader Joe's frozen section. I would peruse yes. the Trader Joe's frozen section. Because, so easy. Oh my, oh me. They've got quite a lot of stuff. And their chips sometimes have things too. Like you could get some vegetable chips. Why not have some vegetable chips? Yeah, why not? Then you're or or Trader Joe's has like little green juices, so that I love their juices. Yeah, so you can get like your daily intake of fruits and vegetables just by drinking a little a little juicy juice, you know. And then it's fine that all you ate for realsies was a toast because yeah. you also got you some have. nutrients. Also, like um, cheese and crackers. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, and a multivitamin, I would and say. Just, yeah, cheese and crackers and like an apple mm-hmm. is a meal. It is if you eat enough. Actually, I'm tuna's biggest fan. Tuna, if you like tuna, is really, it's cheap. It takes like 10 seconds to make. You can eat it with a lot of different things. You can just put a spoonful of tuna in like a salad and it's automatically like giving you some protein and mm-hmm. something else. I don't know. They've got stuff in the fucking tuna, but it's cheap. It's easy and it's it's tasty. So like that's always a good option. But I mean, yeah. I get it. Sometimes it's just hard. Yeah, just really experiment out there. Make make shopping for food fun and picking stuff out fun, whether that be like a fun little grocery store or maybe a farmer's market or maybe you get just some dips that have like guacamole and then when you have guacamole and pretzels, you're you're eating some fruit. You know what I mean? There's some fruit in there. There's avocado lots of in stuff. there and tomatoes and onions or like um, my parents have this recipe for pot pie. And like my dad obviously like laboriously cooks the chicken and <laughs> chops up the vegetables and stuff. Like I don't have to do that. I can buy a rotisserie chicken. I can buy the chopped up vegetables and whatever the spices rotisserie are. Rotisserie chicken is so good. I have to say it's actually really good and it's very inexpensive. That's a mm-hmm. that's a good one. I'm you a can huge get a fan of those. Whole chicken. You can even take that chicken and turn it into chicken salad if you want to. Like yeah, there's a lot you can do, or you can just eat chicken. Real, real as fuck. I hope that helped. Hope that was enough little food items. <laughs> food is really hard for me, so I really get it. Like I, I yeah. really get it. Especially if you're on ADHD meds. Oh my God, I'm sure. The only thing I can consistently get myself to eat is like plain pasta with Parmesan cheese. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I would, yeah. So good luck out there. Do your best. Um, we believe I wonder, in you. Are there, are there meds that make you have an appetite again if you take ADHD meds? You could Probably. smoke, I guess. Smoking uh, weed is really the only thing I can think of. But I'm sure there's I'm, something. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks for calling. <laughs> thanks, caller. Who's next? Uh, 
Hi, Michaela and Ellie. Uh, this is Sophia. Um, my question for you is if you were dating someone who um, was going to come out to you as trans, um, what would be the most important things for you two to hear um, as, as they shared that part of their life with you? Uh, thank you so much. I can't wait to hear your answer. First of all, thank you so much for sharing that with us because obviously you haven't shared it with many people yet. If you're still working up the courage to talk to your partner about it, like mm -hmm. really that's super meaningful. Um, I mean, before anything else, I just want to give you encouragement and say we're so happy for you and congratulations on taking that step. I think for me, it's a little bit different just because I'm bi, so like it wouldn't really be a huge deal to me, but I know that I, I, I don't know your partner's sexuality or like what all the right. other stresses are about this because um, it could feel invalidating for you as well, even if they aren't like somewhere on the fluidity. But I do think most people are somewhere with fluidity. I don't know what I would need to hear because it isn't about your feelings for them. No, I I yeah, I also want to reiterate what Michaela said that we're very proud of you and happy mm -hmm. for you and hope that this transition is fun and fresh and easy for you. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm not sure. I I think that there's obviously going to be feelings. Like I think they're going to have some kind of feeling. I'm sure that I would as well, but it's hard to know if it's not like your situation. I think that mm -hmm. this is probably someone who loves you and wants mm -hmm. you to be your happiest self. And like, mm -hmm. I could understand that, but I also understand that if maybe they're straight or gay or like, they're just not um, not fluid in their sexuality, it might also be mm -hmm. a hard conversation where you're like, well, does this, what does this mean for our relationship? Um, mm -hmm. And I don't think you need to go into the conversation having decided like, well, we're gonna break up, you know? Yeah. Like, I think it's, you can have the conversation and just reiterate that, you know, you love them. Yeah, I think it's one of those situations where before you actually do have the conversation, there's probably so many more thoughts running in your mind as concerns about how it'll go. And honestly, maybe it'll be totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you being trans doesn't invalidate anything about your relationship or your feelings mm -hmm. for them. So I don't think there really is anything you have to say to them. I mean, it's good to say I still love you the same way if that's the case. Like, the, mm -hmm. it's good to say if you don't want this to affect your relationship, like, then you can say that as well. Um, but I don't think there's anything that I would need to hear because it really is about you and like, what what can I do now as your partner to help you with this you know, stressful process because it might be harder to come out to other people as well. Like I'd rather, you know, be there for you in those times. Of course. But I don't know. It's it's hard because of course we don't know if if this is a situation where you're wanting the relationship to continue or um I think at the end of the day, if like it's somebody that you love and who loves you or even that you've just been dating or that you like you anyone who like supports you and mm -hmm. cares about you is I mean, I, I would doubt that it's any kind of negative reaction. Truly, yeah. like I'm sure it will be, maybe it'll be a little confusing for you guys, but there will not be like, I doubt there would be like uh, something intensely bad. So I wouldn't worry too much about what you say because it's just your, tr yeah, it's just who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So above anything else, we just want to send you encouragement and love and support and hope that it goes well for you. Thank you so much again for calling and sharing that with us and yeah. we wish you the best. All right. Who's next? 
Hey, this is Derek. I got a question that I wanted you two to answer. So the question was about um, hinge dating profiles and specifically why I'm noticing most young people my age, early 20s, really don't like putting what relationship type they're looking for on there. Mm -hmm. I just feel like not putting it on there just makes it a guessing game when really I could just more easily just swipe based on whether we're looking for the same relationship type. But yeah, that's my question. Thank you. No, thank you, Derek. I think, first of all, I think that's a great question and a great topic of conversation. I would say that there's probably a few different reasons and types of people because there are people who don't necessarily know what they're looking for. Like they're open to hooking up, but they're also open to it becoming more serious. Um, whereas, you know, there's also many people who really only want to hook up or really only want relationships Mm -hmm. and maybe aren't being as honest about it because they either a want everyone looking for relationships to still just hook up with them or (laughs) because they're thinking that perhaps they can change someone's mind about just hooking up. Yeah, Um, it's such an interesting question because I think it would just solve so many fucking heartbreaks and issues and problems mm -hmm. that people have interpersonally if we just were able to say first date, hey, I'm looking for a relationship or hey, I'm not looking for anything serious. Like, theoretically, Mm -hmm. we should be doing that. But something feels really hard about it because it's almost like if I say I'm looking for a relationship, I'm afraid that they're going to think it means I want to marry you right now, which... Right. Like, I want a relationship with you. With you. (laughs) And it's like, I don't know that. I hardly fucking know you. I'm just saying that, like, I'm looking for something serious. Don't waste my fucking time. But, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that there's a lot of us who still have that that ingrained, deeply ingrained, terrified little pick-me girl inside of us that's like, I just want to be cool and chill and, like, down to earth. I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm just just down to hook up, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I also think that a lot of people just want the biggest pool available to being interested in them so they can get the most validation or like the most options when in actuality it'd be better for them to narrow the pool to the people that would actually be good for them and not waste their time. But like that doesn't really compute for for many. (laughs) Like dating is really hard. I wish there was like two plus two equals four with dating, but there's not. People don't always say what they mean. People are going to play some games. But if you're straightforward and honest and and you try your best to be like really stand up about what you want and clear about this is what I'm looking for, then the right people will find you. You just have to, maybe you have to make the first move on that. Yeah, I mean, you might just have to ask and they still might not be totally honest, but they'll probably more likely be honest once you ask if they haven't answered. I'm very straightforward about it. Like, I will say that within 10 minutes of meeting someone, (laughs) I don't do hookups. I'm not looking for that. Like, it wouldn't happen for a very long time and it would only be after, like, I actually like you. And that has not steered me wrong. Like, I don't know. I... I don't want it to be seen as like a possibility that they could just do that with me because you don't want that. You can't. (laughs) Yeah, can't do that. Well, and for me, a situation that part of why I like don't have it on dating profiles or whatever is because like I could meet someone and be like, oh, I am interested in pursuing something more serious with you. Or I could meet someone and be like, you're not really doing it for me, but you're very hot and I want to sleep with you. You know, like that 
is mm-hmm. a possibility for me. And I know that that's a possibility. So as long as that's the case, as long as I'm single, like I'm not necessarily going to go into my very first interaction with someone being like, this is what I want, because I don't know really until I meet them, if that's something I need them to know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think that you're correct. I mean, I think that you're a better person than me <laughs> for that. And just ask, because honestly, when somebody asks me, I'm honest about it. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's just like a range of people like your but your situation is just as valid because you you aren't lying. You just don't know. I just don't know. As of now. And there's a lot of people out there. The worst, in my opinion, are those who don't want a relationship (laughs) and then say they're open to it. Like maybe if you convince me that you're worthy and like wife material, perhaps then. (laughs) I literally hope you die. Like I, Mm. I hope you get snatched up by a pterodactyl and thrown off a cliff. Mm. Like i wish that you would get dumped into a volcano that's the worst like why would you do that there's so Mm. many people who are not looking for anything serious that you could be going for and instead you're going after someone who is looking for something serious go fuck yourself yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's so many people open to casual dating like just stick with them so many so many and also if you really are just looking for relationships and you're not at all open to hooking up and you're out there and you need that push, I really encourage you to be upfront about that because you're not missing out whatsoever by like allowing in people who will not be giving you what you want. Like there's just no upside for you other than maybe you get caught up in a feeling cycle over someone who's just going to hurt you in the end and make he- you feel like shit about yourself. <laughs> I mean, well, you were yeah. upfront. That's I that's was not, really, really upfront. <laughs> that's not about you. When that happened, I was said, I, I want a relationship. I'm being serious, and he was like, "Me too." Mm-hmm. JK, so that can happen, of course. But <laughs> I think it's always better to to just do it. You know, just that's a whole other genre of man. Actually, is when upfront they're like, "Oh, I'm also looking for something serious," and then six months later they're like, "Actually, I am very troubled because ten years ago I was cheated on this one time, and I have never recovered from it." I just will <laughs> never forget how he said, "I just don't know how to be alone." <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Do you, what is? Th- okay. <laughs> okay. Like, just be honest. Just be like, actually, I kind of lied. And now that it's getting closer to a relationship possibility, I'm realizing that I'm not going to be able to do that. <laughs> and even then, I'll probably punch you in the fucking face. But no, at least you're but being least- honest. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Don't give me half-ass bullshit. Tell me. Tell me. Mm-hmm. Mm, I thought I did, but I don't want to date you, actually. I just want to have sex with you and sometimes uh, be nice to you when I feel mm-hmm. like it. But oh, I was okay. waiting for you to bring it up, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I was I was going to wait and t- and see, because maybe I could have strung this out for a little longer. Ooh, love it. TBT. <laughs> that was fun. That was quite a range. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for sharing. If yours wasn't used, it still might be used in the future. We did get mm-hmm. a lot of fun ones. Um, there all are also some topics that Ellie and I have talked about a fair amount before <laughs> just because we've both had respective podcasts for a while. So sometimes um, you might have a really good question or a good submission, but we've just tuckered ourselves out of talking about that type of thing. But again, in the future, we'll probably return to it once it's been a little while. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you if your question wasn't answered, you actually might find it in a previous episode. Who knows? Um, maybe, maybe go through the back catalogs a bit, but we'll return to it <laughs> one day. <laughs> Tarot card of the week? Yeah, let's do our tarot card of the week. So um, it's going to make me sound insane. 
but I like dropped these on the floor and I left them there for a little and I feel like the cards are mad at me. <laughs> so I just have to be like, I'm sorry. Can I be honest though? I believe that. Thank you. That means well, a lot I hope to they me. don't give us a bad one this week. If they give us a bad one this week, we then know Then I'll why. know. Then I'll know. But I did apologize. And I, they, I don't think they're going to hold grudges. <laughs> okay. What is our tarot card of the week? What's our vibe? What do we need to think about? I actually really liked last week's card. I liked the vibe of roaming. I love to roam. Ooh. Ooh. So our tarot card of the week. Drum roll, please. Is oh interesting ten of pentacles reverse so a lot of pentacles are like money related and this one in particular has like a real I think it's a, a success card like a business success but let me just make sure that I'm not wrong about that pentacles okay ten of pentacles reverse uh oh it is it's bad it's really bad. Oh my god, it's is really it really? Bad. I think I should just call, pull, pull a new one because I think the cards are mad at me, but this one is debt, business failure, and divorce. <gasps> Let's try that again. Wait. No, I gotta do it again because, hey, everybody say, I do not claim this energy. Be nice, okay? I do not claim this energy. I'm really sorry for leaving you on the floor. I won't do it again, I promise. I'll put you in your little pouch. Because that was mean. I think that that was purposely mean. I think the universe was like, fuck you. <laughs> okay. If I pull it again, though, then we'll know that that's really the card. Oh, my God. If I, if that happens to me this week, wouldn't that be crazy, though? Because <gasps> what? Is it again? Yes. What? <laughs> I'm Maybe it's telling me, Ellie. reminding me that I haven't done my taxes and they're due tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> if i don't this pay is, them i'll be in debt <laughs> this is most certainly tax related and i don't want to and i'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole but i hear you thanks for letting us know <laughs> the vibe this week is pay your fucking taxes that's the vibe apparently the universe really wanted it to be pay your fucking taxes because jesus cried i can't believe i pulled this card twice like that's that's it, wild that's crazy that you know what? I might believe in ghosts now for real. <laughs> My cards are really angry with me. Well, um, I also, somebody um, on Twitch said that they missed my song of the week, and I do actually have a recommendation this week, so I'm going to give you that because I listened to it last night, and I was like, this is really funny. Um, okay, it's actually a song by Nessa Barrett. It's called I, I Wait, I love Nessa Barrett's songs. Her songs, like, really go off, and yeah. I have been saying this silently. Yeah. So the song is I hope you're miserable until you're dead. I love that song. And I was like, oh, I really relate to I, this song. Wait, can I say my favorite line? Mm -hmm. I hope you be yourself and lose, and your, lose friends. your friends. So yeah. iconic and so real. That really hit for me. I was like, oh, shit. I was looking up last night like angry breakup songs, like songs about being pissed. Mm. And that one came on a playlist and I was like, oh, I'll listen to it. Why not? And then I was like, oh, this is my new favorite song forever. I will never it's listen so to another good. song. <laughs> so that's my song recommendation. That was our tarot card of the week. And well, my sweet, cute friends, 
Passenger princesses. Passenger princesses. Um, shout out to our birthday pigs, Katie and Flower Turtle. Thank you guys, you guys so much. We're on Instagram at, I almost said she breeds dogs, uh, Late Night Drive Pod. <laughs> <laughs> and Patreon at patreon.com slash Late Night Drive Pod. Yeah. We've actually been really dabbling with fucking graphic design. So you should check out the Instagram <laughs> and show us some love on that because we, it's our new passion. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, our graphics were really good last week, and I think I'm on like I'm gonna be able to keep up with it now. I think now that now I've that done it once. Yeah, I agree. But, but I do need you to do yes, I'll do the tarot card one. I'm incapable of doing the tarot card one because really I fair. don't know how tarot cards work. Yeah, I get that. With but, that, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming to Linda Drive. We hope you enjoy the drive. Mm-hmm. New ending. New ending. Well, I will then I'll hold on. Fuck. Ah, I love you guys. <laughs> and as always, have a good day. Have a good night wherever you are. Whatever you're doing, I hope it's a great one. Catch you on the next one. Bye. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D.